Welcome to Billionaire Healthcare, bringing the health secrets of the rich and famous to you. Your host is Ashley Black. We'll talk about what's really going on inside your body and what you can do to take control of your health and wellness. Now, here is your host, Ashley Black. Good Wednesday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Billionaire Healthcare, where we give you all the health secrets of the rich and famous. Um, today's show, I'm super excited about because I really actually have two kind of old friends. Um, those of you who know about my history and working in pro sports, I started with Olympic track. So we are like digging into the X-Files here and pulling up guests um, that I've known for years. And with the upcoming Olympics, what is more appropriate than to talk all about what it's like to be an Olympic athlete, how you train, you know, the pitfalls and all of that. So I have very special guests today, uh, Cameron Deer and Errol Nolan, who are going to be coming on the show. Um, but before we get started, I just, we're doing some new things with the show and I just want to make sure that, you know, everybody is um, on the same page and that you have all the resources that you need. So um, you can listen to the show live. If you happen to be on my feed right now, which I'll talk in just a second about that, um, you can go straight to Voice America. This is a um, live multi-country <laughs> show and um, watch it on Voice America. That way you can hear the callers. Um, if you're on my feed, um, you'll know it. Um, that is on Facebook and you can just go to the private group, Fascia Blasters, and we can accept you into the group real quick and you can hop on our live feed for the day. So as usual, we're going to have the injury of the week um, Blake Griffin, you know, I've already done Tiger Woods and Kobe. I'm after you for this week. Um, and we'll also have the, why is this a thing, which is a huge soapbox issue, um, for me, which is why are our Olympic athletes so underfunded? So without further ado, I want to introduce my first two guests. I think both of you guys are on there. Is Cameron, are you there? I'm here. Hello. Hello. Hey, Cameron and Errol, are you on the line? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, awesome. So you guys just hang tight. I'm going to start with Cameron, and um, I just want you, Cameron, to give everybody a sense of some of your wins, your past accolades. Cameron is a former Olympic, Olympic male gymnast, and when I had my clinics in Houston, um, Cameron received a lot of free treatment. <laughs> <laughs> You've never paid for treatment, uh, life have you? Saving. <laughs> well, and there's a reason for that that we're going to get into later. But can you just tell them a little bit about some of the things that you've done? You know, I was reading about you on the internet, and it's like, wow, you know, he was the you know Winter Cup Challenge winner and the national qualifier in 2012. So give them a little bit of your accolades, and then we'll just jump right in and start talking about our bodies and the rest of the good stuff. Uh, absolutely. First off, I think uh, my major success is I was in the sport of gymnastics for 20 years. That by itself is an accomplishment, but uh, I was on junior national team. I competed at the U.S. Senior National Championship several times, and I was in pursuit of making it to the 2012 Olympic Games. And then what happened? Because this is kind of where we we enter and became friends. <laughs> Correct. So along that process, 
the body, not my body especially, took a lot of uh, beating and breakdowns. And uh, as most road, gymnasts do, by the way, oh, as as a former gym. gymnast, I can definitely speak to that. Sitting here with my hip replacement, so every gymnast, and uh, I had <laughs> broken my back uh, a multitude of times, actually. So with multiple back fractures and the urgency to continue training, uh, luckily you came across uh, and I was able to receive your treatment and I believe it led to uh, extended longevity of my career. So with that, with your help and the ability to work on my back, which was one of the major pitfalls in the beginning, uh, I was able to push to the 2012 season. Uh, I myself didn't make the Olympics, but... I did my Olympic pursuit, and uh, that itself is is a journey. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, and you were training at one of the most prestigious, well, the prestigious place for, uh, yeah, I've been for men's Olympic fortunate. gymnastics. Very fortunate. I moved down when I was 18 to Houston and trained under Kevin Majika at the Houston Gymnastics Academy. Uh, luckily, that's where I first met you, and I finished my Which career. is amazing, by the way. <laughs> I want to go I hang out and just watch gymnasts. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, and then I finished my career in Cypress, Texas under Tom Meadows and trained alongside Jonathan Horton and Chris Brooks, who made the 2000 Olympic team themselves. Yeah. So I was, I've been up with, uh, with the best of the best and uh, fortunate just to be associated and around the group. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, Cameron, can you, you had never even heard of fascia before me. Is that right? That is correct. So what, what changed for you mentally in terms of the way that you trained prior to that knowledge and then after that knowledge? Um, it's fun. It was an epiphany. So before, I knew the body needed rest, needed to heal. But uh, I kind of saw it very two-dimensional that I was either unwell or I was well. There wasn't really a middle ground. Right. And uh, luckily, when I came across fashion, I understood that my body was trying to heal, yet it can't if the fascia is not where it's supposed to be. So, well, uh, and we have so many women that are sitting out there listening to this, and it's just, it's so great to me that, you know, they can hear it from somebody who basically has spent their entire life chasing the Olympic dream that we're all in the same boat. Oh, we're, we're all blind until otherwise. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Well, and, uh, it was interesting. I actually had the honor, really, Cameron, of hooking up with you last week. And um, can you characterize that for the women out there? I mean, basically, I was working with you on just learning how to stand and learning how to place one foot in front of the other without tipping over to the side. Uh and literally, literally teaching me one foot in front of the other. Um, <laughs> so, wait, as a, yeah, so it is fun. Uh, so what that was like is it's reprogramming. We, we have thousands of neurons and a nervous system that is extremely complex. And if the fascia that I've learned is altered or incorrect, then the signals are not going to be efficient and correct. So by breaking it down... Uh, what you did by bringing it up to smaller pieces of thought process and muscle activation. Well, what did you say, now, Cameron, to, like, we have crazy wa- ladies that, like, just want to go hard all the time. And y- explain, like, that process that we, you and I just went through with kind of really stepping back. If you don't do that, you know, what happens? Um, great, 
great question. There's uh, two sides of that. So I believe, as Abraham Lincoln said, if he had four hours to cut down a tree, he'd spend two of them sharpening his axe. So if you're going to work out hard and go hard and go hard, then you better rest and rejuvenate just as hard, if not harder. The, I, I the workout, so feel that. <laughs> Yeah, the workout's not what the challenge is. The challenge is maintaining the body to continue your workout. I always tell people, and I know that it freaks particularly pro athletes out, you should spend as much time maintaining your body as you do training your body, meaning equal parts. Like if you train for two hours a day, then you got to undo it for two hours a day. And I feel the same way about normal people. Like if you're going to spend an hour in the gym, then you need to spend an hour, you know, fascia blasting, nuggeting, working on mechanics. How do you, are you kind of in line with that? Oh, absolutely. And actually I would want to uh, actually up the ante even more. If you sit eight hours in a desk, you better stretch for an hour and a half after, <laughs> right. even if you do nothing. No, I totally doing, agree. And go ahead. Oh yeah, if you're if you're doing nothing, it's actually more important to get your body moving and and healthy and up to date. Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree, and I don't think people get that. I think we just want to, you know, we don't stretch. We show up to the gym. We do our thing, you know, and. I, I tell my quote unquote normal people all the time, like how much care pro athletes, Olympians, you know, people on the grind put into the, you know, the fascia blasting, the stretching, all of that. And I, I just think they can't even wrap their brain around that. It's, uh, it is, yeah, it, as you said, it, they can't wrap their brain around it and, and tell you they do. It's, it's blindness. And once you have it, it's an epiphany. It's so <laughs> that, I was very grateful that you opened my eyes up to that. Well, let's talk about the epiphany because I love the work that you're doing now. Cameron, by the way, I hope somebody on my Facebook put a picture of this guy. He's the cutest guy ever. And when he would come in the clinic and um, we were doing free treatments, we were we would make him do tricks. Do you remember that, Cameron? We'd make you do gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, party tricks. I, yeah, I party, tr- party tricks for treatment. Um, but it's just amazing. Gymnasts have the most incredible body. And we had this swinging bar in the clinic, um, which was just hilarious because we, we would have NFL players like, is this going to hold me? But you would come in and they were like, whoa, this guy's a monkey, you know. So, um, But I do want to talk about the work that you're doing now with autistic children and how kind of the what you've learned about training from both, you know, the Olympic side and from you know, what you and I have worked on together for the injuries, how important is it for that population? Oh, I believe it is untapped. I, I believe we haven't even reached the complete understanding of how vital and impactful this will be on the special needs and disability groups out there. It's, I, I want to take this full speed and only see how much good it can do. Well, Cameron, it's so cool. I know you've been, you know, following along a little bit with what we're doing with the fascia blaster, but you know, we're basically selling it for, you know, cellulite. That just seems to be the biggest hit. But at the end of the day, you know, we've had moms take it to their children with, you know, autism, uh, Downs, um, you know, anything that really restricts mobility. We've had it you know, being used on post-stroke victims, you know, people with pretty severe, you know, car wrecks and things like that. So it's really exciting to make that transition. I don't think people know that that's not why I invented the tool. And, uh, do, you rem- do you remember the original version? Um, I have one of the old pink octopus-looking uh, <laughs> fascia blasters. Yeah, I still have it. 
That's so funny because the ladies in the group use, uh, they'll buy that. Just so you know, the Fascia Blaster was inspired by this uh, pink octopus that if you go back to all of my pro athletes, you know, five years or before, we were trying. um, And there's a reason I don't want you gals out there taking, uh, you know, garden tools and kitchen things to your body or really even that octopus because at the end of the day, you can't leverage it. The legs are too long. But, you know, it was a start. It was a start for me to realize that I needed to create a tool. So um, anyway, Cameron, can you just give a quick little inspiration to all of the women and the few men out there who are using the product of how what they can do with it to, to really take Absolutely. their health into their own hands? Yeah, I love it. So uh, my favorite thing is it's got levels of greatness to it. So even if you use it just for the cellulite purpose where you feel it's superficial, well, then that's fantastic. That's great because not only is it working on cellulite, you're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to have better blood flow, healthier skin, a happier you. And that's just the top scratch surface of it. But if you continue to work on it, realign the fascia, allow the muscles to breathe, move, the joint spaces to open, mobility to increase, then the quality of life itself is congruent. It, it matches it. So it's really, if you only use it a little bit because you think you have a little bit of cellulite under the back of your legs, you want to fix it, well, great. You'll feel better about yourself and you'll have a solution. If you feel like your joints are inhibited and they need to be opened up to move, well, it can do that too. It just matters on how much you use it to what level of greatness. I love that. Cameron, you're, you're so cool. Come hang out next week. <laughs> Let's do some pseudo gymnastics at the house. Um, so Absolutely. We, we are moving into uh, the second segment here, so I have to go to commercial break. Cameron, you can hang on the line if you want. We're going to be moving into Olympic track in the next section, but I'm more than happy to have you chime in and hang out. And and definitely, um, you can just stay on mute if you want. We are going to talk in the third segment about the underfunding for athletes. So I think you might want to hang around for that. And you guys hang around for that. Um, We are headed into our first commercial break. Thanks for staying with us. And we'll be right back with more Billionaire Healthcare. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Billionaire Healthcare, brought to you by the amazing Fascia Blaster. We believe the body was designed to heal itself. Families were meant to care for one another and that the connective tissue fascia is vital to human health. We believe that society derailed and abandoned the natural trajectory and that itises, syndromes, cellulite and other issues are preventable. There's just a better way. The inception of that better way starts with the fascia, and the first step is the fascia blaster. The fascia blaster restores the fascia by separating the adhesions at the surface that distort the skin and penetrating those layers that contort and misalign the body. Not to mention, it ends cellulite because it simply doesn't exist. The fascia blaster turns back the hands of time and revitalizes you, young or aging, athletic or sedentary, men and women. The fascia blaster is for you. Treat yourself like a billionaire. Become a blaster today. Visit fasciablaster.com. That's F-A-S-C-I-A blaster.com. We are bombarded daily with information about beauty products and anti-aging treatments. Do you know how they have been tested? Are they truly going to make a change or just take the change out of your pocket? Tune in to Shelley's Show and Tell with host Shelley Hancock. 
We'll bring you the top-rated skincare products and treatments tested by Real Transformation Skin Care Centers. We'll motivate you to make the best changes. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Billionaire Healthcare. To connect with our show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to bh at ashleyblackguru.com. Now, back to Billionaire Healthcare. Welcome back, everybody, to Billionaire Healthcare. Actually, we're talking about broke healthcare today because we are talking about our Olympic athletes. Um, later in the show, we're definitely going to be talking about the gross underfunding, and I actually started a um, Indiegogo page so that uh, anyone who's compelled today can donate. So I'm excited to get to that in the uh, third segment. But uh, without further ado, I want to bring on the man, Errol Nolan, who is currently the fastest man in the world at the 400. Is that a true statement? That's a true statement. Wow, that's so cool. (laughs) And those of you who follow my YouTube channel faithfully, there's one with a ginormous um, ring from the University of Houston. So give us a little bit of your accolades. They're they're pretty spectacular. All right, so... um... Ran at the University of Houston since 2009, graduated in 2014. Um, an NCAA champion indoors um, with a time of 45.72 um, in 400 meters. I'm That's very fast, by the way, people. <laughs> this is not <laughs> a drill. That's two this laps. is not a joke. <laughs> two laps around the track. <laughs> and then outdoors, um, I'm a, well, I guess four years, four years of school, so I was like a eight-time NCAA qualifier in the 400 meters. Um, made it to NCs every time. The national championship every time. Um, Olympics in 2012 for Jamaica. Um, in 2010, USA bronze, bronze medalist in the 400 meter and the gold medalist in the 4 by 400 meter. Um, so for those of you, on. you got to remember, you got girls on here that don't really know that. So the 400 meter is... Kind of like the long distance for a sprinter, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you already have a medal in the Olympics from that. No, not in the Olympics. I got oh, a not- championship medal. Okay. Well, that still counts. And I'm counting the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and, Errol, is, you're currently training. Like, this is not a drill. You are on it, right? Oh, yeah. I'm currently training, like, within the next. 30 minutes, I'll be running around this track right in front of me right now. I know. I had to kind of pull him out of practice. I said, how, when, how long can you give me? And he's like, well, i got to go practice. So, Errol, paint a day in the life because one of the things I don't think people know is not only do you train like crazy, like hours and hours and hours a day, but Errol is also having to fund himself, and that means he's working in real estate. So give us what a day in the life of Errol Nolan is like. So I'm going to break it down in little time segments. Um, so I start off 8, oh, I wake up at 7, 
get to work at 8.30. 8.30 to 10, I go to, I'm working in, in the office. From 10, from 10.30 to um, 11.30, I'm doing rehab downtown. And then from 12.30 to um, 3 o'clock, I'm practicing. And then from 4 to 7 p.m., I'm back working. And then 7, well, let's say about 8 to about 9.30, I'm in the gym. Then reset and keep it going. Wow. And that's every day. I mean, I I don't think people really understand. You know, they take a look at these Olympians' bodies and they think that, you know, an hour or two of gym work and a good diet is going to get an Olympics body, but it it doesn't. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Also, to talk about rehab, because one of the things that I didn't realize until I started rehabilitating uh, pro athletes is pro athletes are always in rehab, right? Is there ever been a time where you're not in rehab? (laughs) Well, that's what... um. I really struggled with because once I left the University of Houston, when I was in school, I had rehab every day. It was available, you know. Well, and it was also available in part because of me. I don't know if you know that or not, but I've had a long-standing relationship with U of H, and we've had the fascia blasters, the old school ones, in there forever. Um, I think you were just telling me that they finally they finally (laughs) broke them all. (laughs) They broke them all. They need need more. Don't worry, Coach Burrell, I'm on it. <laughs> so, Errol, but, I do um, want to talk about your your injuries, too, aside from all of that constantly being in rehab, because I think that we, as a general population, see that as a negative thing when it's not. Mm-hmm. We should be in a constant state of rehab because we're, we have to undo what we do. So I know for you, yeah, I treated works. you, and we opened your hip, and we dug into that awful Achilles. And then the mm-hmm. next time I saw you, you were so much better, and you told me it was because you had the fascia blaster in the nugget. So contrast what it's like to be able to self-treat with the tools versus not having that. Well, that's where I really got the Achilles injury from losing this note. Well, yeah, I misplaced my nugget when I, when I went traveling. But then my fascia blaster, one of my, my legs broke. But um, but without having a tool, like, like hands massage, like a regular massage is pretty cool. But the the tool got into deeper areas, like my Achilles is pretty deep, and I have a hip injury that was pretty deep, and only the fascia blaster could reach it, especially the nugget. That's was that was the main thing I was um, chiming in to, to ask you to get, and I finally got that back. And when Ashley saw me the second time, just like she just said, I was a lot better because I've been on it like every day. Well, let's talk about your, because to me, your hip is not like a, a quote unquote injury. It's something that like 90% of people have, which is a jammed hip. Um, and what happens is those hip flexors get so tight that the hip ends up drawing up into the capsule. But when I was watching your running mechanics, you know, just having you lift your leg, you were having to contort your body to do that. So what is, what does that do to speed, not just pain? to have to change your mechanic to go around something as simple as a jammed hip? Well, like, you become very stubborn when you want something. So, yes, you're compensating to make it happen, but at the, the end result is um, you're going to feel in the, in the long run. I can adjust myself to run any race. Like, right, my, well, right now I feel great, but just to say, like, when I was in, like really injured before, 
um, we got we hooked back up. Um, I was just muscling through practice, and the next day I wasn't. Able, I, I'll be able to run every other day rather than every day. But yeah, we, that's um, that's got crazy. Together and, Go ahead. I mean, that's huge, Errol, like missing mm-hmm. practice every other day because of something as simple as just needing your hip pulled out, which is part of what I want to talk about with the underfunding because every single Olympic athlete should be lining up to have their hips pulled out. Don't you agree? It should I be agree. readily available. <laughs> just like I, since I left the University of Houston, I was paying for my own um, therapies and everything else, but... I was just working a part-time job, um, paying for apartment rent, um, food, you know, but part-time and like the track is pretty much full-time. It's not just, oh, no um, about it. you're, paying, you're spending, you're spending three hours on the track and you're spending another three hours in the gym. Well, and, and not to mention, to Errol, you have an amazing coach, Carl Lewis, and you've also worked with Leroy Burrell. And for oh, those yeah. of you who know the Olympic track world, these guys are like seriously legends in the, the game. The best. Um, yeah, they're the best. Let's can we hold on? Whoop whoop out to these guys. Like seriously, they they're amazing, and I, I would just be willing to bet that they probably do ninety percent of it for free. Oh yeah, Carl doesn't charge me a dime. That's amazing, you guys. Just, so you just got yeah. let in on a huge secret, listeners. We're talking about Carl Lewis training people for free. You know, he's one of the best of the best, and you know. I, I just have such an issue with the compensating. I feel like you guys should have access to, you know, I feel like we should be showing up with bags of fascia blasters at the Olympic Training Center, and you guys should have everything you need, and I know you feel the same way. And, and another of us call it, like, I wasn't. I started training with Carl this year. I, I branched off and went to a different coaching facility that, from the University of Houston these past two years, and those, and that, those coaches were charging me 500 a month until I got my contract. I, after I won the Nationals in 2013, um, I had an Achilles injury. So that put me out of uh, out of the loop for all contracts and all deals. So I didn't have the, fun, like the, the shoe deal or the contract to pay for my living. So I was coming out of pocket for the 500 a month to pay these coaches, and I got no results from it. But Carl, it's just more so if I win, he wins. So that's the kind of situation I believe most coaches should do. I'd like to uh, just chime in and say that's a uh, magnificent point. Uh, I was fortunate enough when I moved down to Houston, uh, Kevin Majike, uh subsidized my training to where I did not have to pay the full amount. And it would have been impossible to maintain a full regimented training hours and come up with enough money to pay my bills, live on my own, and support the elite training. So... I'm glad to hear you're in that same circumstance with Carl Lewis right now. Wow, you guys, that is that is mind blowing. And again, uh, when we move into the next segment, we're, I'm going to give you guys some staggering statistics. You're welcome to hang out. I know Errol, you need to go train. Cameron, you can drop off too. Um, but we're definitely going to talk about how people can get involved. And the great thing about me owning my own show is I can really say anything that I want and I can go post this link all over the place. So I'm hoping that the 20,000 people who are following along in the live feed and our, you know, tens of thousands of viewers uh, will feel compelled after talking to you guys because, you know, this is our, this is our countries that we're talking about. And, um, 
just unbelievable. We, we need to get behind these athletes, support them, and at the very, very least, get you to self-treating tools so that you can be empowered to have your, you know, careers advanced. And there doesn't need to be anything else said. <laughs> so we're actually going to move into our third segment and go to break. And thank you guys so much for enlightening our women. I think they're going to be stoked. Uh, I hope what they took from it is that training and treating is equally important and that, you know, we're all in this together, including uh, you guys, amazing, just unreal out of the stratosphere talent so thank you both so much for being on the show and if you can stay on stay on and if not uh, i will see hopefully both of you next week at some point so uh, we're going to move into commercial break and you guys stay around Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuzo. To bust through the myths about feeding your baby, Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Billionaire Healthcare, brought to you by the amazing Fascia Blaster. We believe the body was designed to heal itself. Families were meant to care for one another and that the connective tissue fascia is vital to human health. We believe that society derailed and abandoned the natural trajectory and that itises, syndromes, cellulite, and other issues are preventable. There's just a better way. The inception of that better way starts with the fascia, and the first step is the fascia blaster. The fascia blaster restores the fascia by separating the adhesions at the surface that distort the skin and penetrating those layers that contort and misalign the body. Not to mention it ends cellulite because it simply doesn't exist. The fascia blaster turns back the hands of time and revitalizes you. Young or aging, athletic or sedentary, men and women, the fascia blaster is for you. Treat yourself like a billionaire. Become a blaster today. Visit fasciablaster.com. That's F-A-S-C-I-A blaster.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Billionaire Health Care. To connect with our show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to bh at ashleyblackguru.com. Now, back to Billionaire Healthcare. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back. That was such a fun segment. I wish we could actually have like a big fascia blaster cruise or something and you guys meet some of all the cool athletes that I've worked with. <laughs> and Olympians are some of the fun. They're, you guys are the funnest. Is that a word? But um, okay. So I have uh, on the line our resident um, sports injury expert, Bart. Bart, give them, they, they met you last week, but just give them a five accolades that you have uh yes i am um, i'm a former athletic trainer for the san francisco 49ers i've worked five seasons in college football and i have a master's degree in athletic training a bachelor's of science and exercise science and um, certified strength and conditioning specialist all sounds good to me. Well, the main thing that you have now is a new title, which is Ashley Jr. So that's the most important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to bring him on the show because he's great for the um, injury of the week. And um, I do want to jump right into this funding issue. Um, so I'm going to read you some staggering, staggering statistics about Olympians. Um, so number one, the IOC pays exactly zero dollars to the athletes to be Olympic athletes. Um, and the last statistics that I could find were from 2005 and 2008. But as far as the Olympics, um, we are making over $625 million just in the U.S. broadcast. Um, we're getting $120 million of sponsorship um, dollars. And guess how much of that the athletes received? Not a lot. Zero. Crazy. And also, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, they have sponsors, but I can tell you that even some Olympic gold medalists that I know personally, they have like a little tiny sponsorship that doesn't even cover their expenses. I certainly have done treatment for Oakley glasses and, you know, Nike shoes and all of that. Um, and then I also think that there's this misconception that, you know, if you do win a gold medal, that there's all this prize money and sponsorship and Wheaties boxes and all that kind of stuff. And that does exist, but it's literally the top point, point you know, 1%. Um, but did you know that to win a gold medal, does anybody know who's on the line how much someone gets paid to win a gold medal by the Olympic Committee? <laughs> the crickets Errol. is a good thing. <laughs> no, I think Errol went to the track. Um, but it's $25,000. And a silver medal is $15,000. And a bronze medal is $10,000. So let's just contrast that, Bart. What is the top player in the NFL making these days? Um, quarterbacks are making around... 20 to 22 million a year. Um, they're only paid over 17 weeks, so that's a little over a million a week of pay. Oh, my. isn't that insane? So I realize that they're different. You know, the NFL is a business, and we're talking about the Olympic Committee, but I just don't think that the general population has any clue what our athletes for our own country or for your home country or just even a country that you support because Errol's running for Jamaica now. But, I mean, when I found that out, I just kind of went on a crusade and I was like, any Olympic athlete can come in my clinic and just get treated for free. I don't care because I just think that's insanity. Yeah, it, it, it is really, especially 
considering how much all the other sports in this country make, um, NBA is about to do a new licensing deal, and they're about to double salaries. Um, I really think it's just because a lot of the other Olympic sports, they're individual sports. They're not on TV. They're, they're, they're not necessarily sexy until the USA is on their shirt. And so most people don't get behind it until it's an Olympic year. Right. That always kind of bothered me that, you know, every four years, everybody gets amped up. We've got the pictures. We're all wrapped in the American flag. You know, Cameron, you can speak to this as well. Where where have we all been the other four years? Right. Um, We've been watching football during the fall, (laughs) basketball during the spring and and on the beach enjoying ourselves during the summer and watching baseball. Well, the other thing, too, that I think is interesting about Olympians versus other, I mean, you guys know I've been in pro sports forever, but, you know, most people have an off season and Olympians don't. Cameron, did you ever have an off season? (laughs) I'm still waiting for it. No, never. (laughs) It happens when you're 35, right? (laughs) No, and I know Aaron. Yeah, Errol would say the same thing because we talked about this last week is that, you know, an Olympic track athlete is training all the time. They do underground runs, you know, they do fundraisers, they do public appearances, and they train year round. So, these, what I'm saying is that we have our hardest working athletes. Um, and they are by far the most underfunded. So um, I know that we're posting on the live feed. Again, a big, huge shout out to all of my Fascia Blaster group. You guys are so faithful, and I know that you have kind of taken this on as more than just, hey, let me rub my cellulite. We're all working towards a movement to get um, really your health back in your hands. Um, So I'm glad that you guys are listening in on this, but I am posting on the feed the link to donate because my plan is to at least get fascia blasters and nuggets in the hands of every Olympic athlete. And I'm just trying to do that at cost. I certainly will ante up and pony up uh, as much as I can personally as well um, because this is, it's bananas. (laughs) I know you guys have an opinion, so don't sit there quiet. Bart? All right. Yes. Um, I mean, it's important to get these, these guys funded. I mean, they're the ones competing every, every four years and really year round. I mean, there's no excuse that these guys have to, to really, uh, be live in poverty pretty much just to, just to represent the country. Yeah. I think that's very true. And, uh, one thing I want to point out is you're right. We compete every four years, but what's more interesting is the, the other three months, I mean, three years and 11 months that the country is dormant with passion about gymnastics in particular is uh, really we, that's when we have more of our expenditures. So Absolutely. that time that there is a little bit of help for that Olympic push, it's, it's too little too late. We've spent three years already trying to dredge through the mud to, to get to our goal. Well, and I think one of the craziest things, aside from like your living expenses, you know, the coaching and the treatment to me are probably the two biggest expenses. And I was looking up, you know, Olympic injuries, what are the top Olympic injuries? And they're so simple, you guys. Did you know it was hamstring, plantar fasciitis, stress fractures, which, by the way, is caused usually by the fascia being so tight, and calf strains, those are the top four Olympic injuries. Can, Bart, you first speak to how easily that is to prevent it if you know a little bit about fascia and self-care? Those are all overuse injuries. They're all very preventable, um, especially, I mean, they're all related to the fascial lines that 
that we study, you and I studied, um, and they're they're just pretty much just the most preventable. These things can be um, treated at a normal rate without causing um, lack of lack of uh, missing time uh, to train or competition. They're pretty much that's as easy as you can say it. They're just preventable. They're there's no reason anybody should be missing time due to a tight hamstring, due right. to calf strain. I mean, it's just there's no excuse. Yeah, it's totally preventable if you just basically dig out the tissue. Cameron, you've experienced all four of those. Um, uh, and and then some, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> including the fractures. Um, Cameron uh, had a broken back, which is pretty serious. And in retrospect, knowing what you know now, do you feel like you could have prevented that? Um, even if I couldn't have prevented it, I could have altered and changed my rehab and getting back to shape. So getting now back. if you feel a hammy pull coming on, what, what's your regime for that? Or plantar um, fasciitis for that matter? Uh, definitely the nugget. You gotta, you gotta get on the nugget and the fascia blaster. That's fastest way to help, to help my body. But, uh, as I said, it's, I reevaluate if I'm doing the same amount of effort into my rehabilitation and healing as I am into my workout and progression. Well, and I also want to talk just briefly about biomechanics because one of the things that we worked on, Cameron, you have to do quite a bit of spotting of the younger gymnast. And, you know, I was saying if you're a spotter or if you're sitting in a desk or if you're a CrossFitter, no matter what you do, you still need to do it symmetrically. Absolutely. Everything, every human uh, is very, is very asymmetric. Like we asymmetric. So we have, I mean, if we're fortunate enough that we have two arms, two legs that are working, we should try to exercise a more sim- with more with more symmetry. Uh, when I train alone, I very very much encourage people to be ambidextrous. It helps being left-handed. I've had to learn how to be ambidextrous on a couple things, but I believe it helps the body and the symmetry of the fascia. If we pull on one side all the time, you're going to have compensation on the other side. And truly, I find out I get more injuries from compensating than I do from blunt traumatic uh, experiences. Oh my God, I'm so glad that you said that because, you know, Bart, you and I both are like in the pictures of people who are sending in their bodies for symmetrical analysis. What are we constantly saying? Exactly what Cameron just said. Yeah, it's all, all compensation. Nothing, nothing you see there is a primary mechanism of injury. It's all secondary, um, secondary aspects of whatever's going on in the body. It's- well, and, you know, so many of the women are using it for cellulite, and the question I get asked all the time, so get ready, ladies, you're about to get a huge answer here. Um, you know, the reason that fascia recoils in the first place, which is cellulite, tight joints, all those other things, the reason that that happens is because of what we're talking about, that compensating, compensating, compensating. And we may be 40 before we feel our stub toe when we were seven, but that is where the fascia recoil starts is that we learn how to work around injuries and actually end up creating more. So what a great point. I'm so glad that you guys brought that up. So we have uh, another break that I have to go. Um, So let's go ahead and move into the commercial break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about um, 
Sasha Artemev, who is one of our uh, competitive gymnasts. I thought that uh, Cameron could weigh in. And then definitely I want to talk about Usain Bolt. I've got a picture. Uh, My social media people, please put up the picture of Usain so we can all look at his uh, tracking issue. And then, of course, um, Bart, I'm going to let you have it on tendonitis and Blake Griffin. So we are going to do the injury of the week and wrap up (laughs) when uh, we come right back from this commercial break. Stay with us, you guys. life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Billionaire Healthcare, brought to you by the amazing Fascia Blaster. We believe the body was designed to heal itself. Families were meant to care for one another and that the connective tissue fascia is vital to human health. We believe that society derailed and abandoned the natural trajectory and that itises, syndromes, cellulite, and other issues are preventable. There's just a better way. The inception of that better way starts with the fascia, and the first step is the fascia blaster. The fascia blaster restores the fascia by separating the adhesions at the surface that distort the skin and penetrating those layers that contort and misalign the body. Not to mention it ends cellulite because it simply doesn't exist. The Fascia Blaster turns back the hands of time and revitalizes you. Young or aging, athletic or sedentary, men and women, the Fascia Blaster is for you. Treat yourself like a billionaire. Become a blaster today. Visit FasciaBlaster.com. That's F-A-S-C-I-A Blaster.com. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Hi, I'm Sam Nussbaum, WellPoint's Chief Medical Officer. We proudly support the March of Dimes mission to improve the health of babies and fight premature birth. We're helping the March of Dimes fund breakthroughs in research and community programs that help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together to provide children with a healthier start in life. Visit marchofdimes.org. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Billionaire Healthcare. To connect with our show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to bh at ashleyblackguru.com. Now, back to Billionaire Healthcare. Okay, coming back, you guys. So, I do want to jump right into the injuries of the week because since we're doing an Olympic show, I wanted to touch on two Olympic athletes and then uh, obviously the big 
injury of the week uh, that everyone's talking about is um, Blake Griffin. So first of all, um, if you're following along in the live feed, um, we're putting up a picture of Usain Bolt, who I just went on Google and Siri and said, who's the fastest man in the world? And uh, this guy came up. So I think it's pretty safe to say that he is the fastest man in the world currently. And um, it's astounding, astounding, astounding to me. And if you don't have the picture from being on our feed and you're listening on the radio, you can just go to Google Images. And any picture where this guy is ground striking on his left foot it is so clear that there is a terrible tracking issue. Like literally, we should be striking on the ball of our foot. Um, I did a great show, so if you want to go back through the archives, um, last year we did a show about running injuries, and we talked about how important the ground strike is. And you can see very, very clearly in the picture that his pinky toes are up off the ground, which means that his ankle is pronated or rolled in. And guess what? Like I'm reading his history right here. 2015-16, he suffered a twist at the left ankle. And his prior injury, he had a blocked sacroiliac joint. This is coming from his team, quoted in the news, which is restricting his movement and putting pressure on his knee and compensating in the ankle. Bart. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah, insane. I mean, you, that the fastest that man in the world. You're not surprised at all. Well, and my so, question is, I mean, so let's unblock his SI joint. Exactly. That's why, why is that not the first step? But um, we can well, go. And how many of our like women for, are you seeing that with in doing the picture analysis with me? Like how many people have a jammed SI? Probably half or more. You can see it in the photos. Yeah, yeah I mean, you can see it in the photos. It, start, and it jams the hip, and then you'll see a, a, a torsion at the knee, a little external rotation at the ankle. It all comes down from the hip, SI. Those are the most least talked about joints, and they're the most important joints. Well, and it's interesting, too, because when I was working with Errol last week, you know, he wanted to change his run. But I was like, listen, dude, when you're on the phone, you got to have your foot straight, your knee straight and your ankle aligned and your hip pulled into place. Like, I think people think that these, you know, injuries are only when they're training and it's really a 24 hour a day thing to correct it. I think um, about the the work that you told me to work on, I think about when I'm driving, walking, standing, breathing. As long as I'm consciously awake, I have to remember those key points that you guys taught me last week. So, yeah. yeah, that's all-day thing. Yeah, so even though we're talking about Usain and his ankle twist, it's, it, it crosses the Olympic line into the general population. And really, even the, the elderly and the you know debilitated, we're all trying to do the same thing, which is to have our body function as, as good as it can. So I do want to move into Sasha or Alex Sasha Artemev. He is one of our top uh, gymnasts. He ran uh, actually won a bronze medal back in Beijing, and he's a gymnast, which of course is close to my heart. Um, but he did suffer a fractured back um, in a car wreck back in 2009. And I thought, Cameron, you would be the perfect person to kind of commentate on what is he up against. And, you know, if you had him right in front of you, what would you say to him? Oh, if he was right in front of me, I would just tell him rehab 24-7. Uh, back is one of the most crucial parts of the body to restore. It's uh, the trunk and the uh, the appendages can't work correctly if the trunk is distorted. 
So, That's right. It's the center uh, of gravity for the whole body. So if anybody out there has back pain, uh, you got to fix it. You can't fix it through the feet. You can't fix it really through the hips. You got to fix the whole thing, and it starts from the inside out for sure. So um, we only have about four minutes. So I just wanted Bart. Let's let's talk about Blake because I was watching it. I was in a bar in Canada. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, no, he's pointing at his quad. What is going on? So the update is that he's out for the playoffs. He, he's out for the, the rest of the playoffs. He, um, just a little background, he's suffering from left quad tendonitis, which is unique because it's usually the, the quadricep comes in a t- uh, and mm-hmm. attaches at that bony part of the lower leg where you see that Osgood slaughters in the, lower, uh, the younger population. Well, it's really a, it's above the kneecap. There's a tendon there where it, and it starts the patellar tendon. It's um, actually the quad tendon, and that's where the injury is. Um, he missed 45 games this season already because of it. He came back in the last week of the season, averaging about 10 minutes a game. As soon as the playoffs started, he started. He played 31 minutes in the first game, but after that, he only played 17 minutes and then 13 minutes. So his, his, num- his minutes were down, and yeah, he every actually time. left game four. Yeah, because um, he completely left game four because of the injury. But so, Bart, we have like one minute, so that is just compensating, 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 and never really getting full access to the quad. So another piece takes over, and then another piece takes over, right? It's it's there's an underlying problem. It's it's a compensating issue. Um, it's his fascia, it's his hip, pelvis, um, his low back. I mean, everything's contributing to it. Um, I don't think that. LA Clippers are handling it wrong. You are limited due to contracts, what the Absolutely. athlete wants to do. Oh, that's money. a whole nother show. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm trying to give the treat the athletic trainers and PT some credit. I mean, they are handcuffed on what they are allowed to do. It's no based doubt. on their doctors, the organization. Um so I, I want to give them a little bit of credit. They're not. Oh, we've got to give them mad props. Mind. That's one of the most amazing careers, and it's also underpaid. But that's for another show. <laughs> so anyway, you guys, <laughs> yeah. I'm getting the in my headset the hurry up and shut up. So I just wanted to end with a real quick inspirational quote that I love, and it's from Michael Phelps, obviously you know the most winningest swimmer of all time. And what he says is that nothing is impossible. There's so many people saying it couldn't be done. All it takes is an imagination, and I think that speaks huge to what all of us are trying to do as far as this movement. So I appreciate everyone being on the show, and I appreciate everybody who joined in the live feed and all of my friends, family, and viewers and fans. Um, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for joining us for another week of Billionaire Healthcare. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Good to be back. No problem. Thank you for tuning in this week. Billionaire Healthcare with Ashley Black can be heard live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, be the best you.